Hey guys, welcome back to the Friends Make Up podcast. We just spent some time recording here with my husband, Matt. Hey guys. He was in the house and we were just kind of having just a really a casual conversation about what we thought about spiritual things and darkness in our world. And we just thought this would be a good time to, to mic up the friends and have a real conversation. So we hope you guys enjoy. Okay, okay, this might truly sound like the most unhinged thing I've ever said and probably doesn't even matter, but you talking about the devil isn't omnipresent and all of these things. Do you think that demons text each other? <laughs> because it's so efficient. It's not like the devil can like mind signal like these other demons. Maybe they maybe he can. Maybe like I feel like they got a group chat going on somewhere because it would be so much easier. You're looking at me like I'm an idiot and I I I preluded that this might be the most unhinged thing I've ever said, <laughs> but there has to be some network of communication for all the evil that's going on in the world. Like, for him to be efficient, how are they communicating? Do they, like, meet somewhere? Do they meet at the Kerger Bing? Because no free, <laughs> no free ads. <laughs> like, how? How are they communicating and becoming the most efficient? I see where you're coming from. I am very taken aback right now just by the thought of spiritual beings texting. Well, if they can be, if they can possess a human being, and not to name names, but we've all seen a post about people that might be like possessed by demons or whatever, like celebrities or other things that are happening on certain people's islands. Like, could any of those people have been possessed? And who are all in a group chat together and are actually just spirit, dark spiritual beings that are communicating with one another? I think that is a very fair take to think that, like, not to relate Christians to, like, satanic people. But, like, we as Christians, like, we believe what we believe and we're constantly talking about what we believe the Lord is doing in our life or what the Lord is saying to us. And while I don't think Satan is omnipresent, like, we don't see that anywhere throughout the Bible, he's not omnipresent and he has to be in, like, the right place at the right time to, like, take over the right person and that person can be seen in media and they gain following. And so... When I see a Christian doing something that I think is right and I start to live my life like they do, I think it's perfectly fair that they might start to think that it's okay to live like that person does. They could have a group chat. Allison, you are a lover of scary movies but have recently decided that maybe you don't like them very much. And it's not because you're more scared, but do you want to address that? Why you might have changed your thoughts and stance? Yes, I feel like I've become soft because I didn't realize the seriousness of them. I was just telling everyone that growing up, I never didn't believe that everything in the Bible was true. But in my little mind, when you add the word story onto the end, it takes a fictional take on it for me. And so you grow up hearing Bible stories and to me, oh, that's made up. But like, I did believe that the Bible was true. I just didn't take it as serious as it was. And so when you hear the stories about the demon possessed people and like casting demons out of people, I just thought that was made up. And it wasn't until like very recently that I've taken a more serious look at it and realized that I subjected myself to a lot of those things at very a very young age because I started watching scary movies when I was like seven. Whoa. And, yeah. <laughs> scary. I always believed like, like just say the name of Jesus. It'll. So sometimes I'll be like Jesus. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Matt, are you feeling very vindicated about this? Because you've always been a wiener who was too afraid to watch scary movies. So do you feel like you have a, a brother in arms now? Well, I felt that way when Noah was telling me that watching him kind of opens yourself up to him. And that's why even after telling Michaela when we get married we can watch scary movies, 
I said, nah. And he still never watched them with me, but it's okay. I'm not that big of a scary. Yeah, like, I don't know why I've suddenly gotten nervous. I used to be the girl, this is gonna make me sound crazy, but during scary movies, I was the one that laughed. Yeah, you did. I yeah, my- <laughs> Except for that one time that someone came in the back door and you screamed so loud. It's not my fault. That's a, that's a core memory. Well, she looked like it. Like, and I mean it. it from the movie It. For the record, if I could have screamed, I would have screamed, but I was just paralyzed, so... <laughs> I just I, wish I was there to see this. Yeah, I knew it was coming, but I still kind of jumped. When you <laughs> at a house, not in a neighborhood, kind of not in the middle of nowhere, but no one, nothing surrounding you, <laughs> and you're watching it, and someone just happens to walk through the back door that you weren't told was coming over, and they're pretty, and they're pretty pale. skinned with the red hair, and you just happen to turn and look as someone in the movie is opening a door. <laughs> Perfect timing. I scream. Core memory, so honestly. Loud. Never forget. Back to the scary movie thing, though. I still firmly think what you were thinking about paranormal movies don't scare me at all because I not not a flex, but I'm so full of the Holy Spirit that like I don't have room for something else. Like I firmly believe that there's nothing that can overtake me because. I'm not living by my own weak mind. Like, I'm living through God and through His Spirit. And so, for me, like, those movies never bothered me. Like, they didn't super scare me. But there have been times where I was in the same boat. You know, I was like, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. There was a guy who, um, he was the uncle of one of my best friends who went to our church. I'm hoping you all know exactly who I'm talking about. And he used to talk about spiritual warfare and how he would, like, go to houses of people that he truly, like, believed were demon-possessed or... Um, that there were just, like, unclean spirits. And he would walk in and just, like, very, with a lot of authority, would just, like, proclaim the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so... It's powerful. It is powerful. And um, we might... are just so silly because we're over here watching scary movies, getting scared and saying the name of Jesus. Like, there is so much truth and so much power to that, that speaking the name of Jesus, like, the demons run and flee. I feel like that should be a song. Mm-hmm. Is there a song in that? Perhaps. I think there is. No. There I is. think there I... is. Yeah, I agree with you though. Like, I think name. that's why if you guys said, "Hey, let's watch, uh, let's watch a scary movie right now," I'd be like, "Like, okay." Not Matt though. Yeah, Matt would have to leave the room, I'm but a- that's okay. <laughs> but uh, I also see the value in like recognizing like that you're opening yourself up to these things. And like, I recently read a Bible study by Jeannie Allen. the The main theme was like take every thought captive and like what you're allowing in. What you're allowing in has influence on your mind, so, like, why would you allow certain things in if you're really, truly taking every thought captive? Like, you need to sift through what's good and what's not and just throw away what's not. I love that, but I don't like that (laughs) at the exact same time because I don't just sit around all day watching scary movies. Like, that's not my vibe. I love it at, about to say Christmas, at (laughs) Halloween. Like, I do enjoy that with my friends. But I love music. Like, I absorb so much, like, music media on the day-to-day. And some of it is worship music. Is any of those songs in my top ten most played? No. And some of the music isn't necessarily, like, blaspheming in the name of God. But so much of it, like, might have curse words or might have um, explicit content in it. So where do we draw the line in capturing every thought? Do we cut it off with demons or do we not listen to our favorite artists just because they say a bad word. Like, where do y'all stand or think about that? My taste in music, and maybe not taste in music because I 
more often than not would prefer to listen to non-Christian music, but so much lately I only listen to Christian music because I realize like how worldly songs affect my mindset. And I think it just takes a lot more power over your thoughts and what you think about and how you live your life more than you think it does. Because I didn't realize how much it was until I, I wanted to make it a priority to listen to more Christian music and worship songs. And when I started doing that, I noticed a change in my mindset and the thoughts that I would think. For me, I kind of feel like it's the other way around. Like, you'll probably know where I'm at based on what I'm listening to. If I'm listening to worship 24-7, it's because I want to be worshiping 24-7. And it's not that I think it's necessarily bad to listen to other genres of music. And I do. But if I'm not playing the worship music at all, like, that's probably a reflection of where my heart's at anyways. Mm -hmm. But I would say that maybe we draw the line at, like, where where the influence comes from. And so, like, if I'm watching a lot of shows that have poor language and that starts influencing my language, maybe it's time to take a step back. Or if I'm hearing a lot of songs that are talking about perverse topics, like, and that starts influencing my thinking or that's where my mind tends to go to, like, maybe it's time to... To turn it off and turn on something that I do want to influence my thinking. And maybe the the conviction is definitely different for everyone though. I know the youth pastor at Matt and I's church, he just told us like, hey, I, I'm just not someone who can listen to other types of music. Like th- that just doesn't work well for my mind and like I need my mind to be focused on God and so I just don't, I just don't mess with any other type. And I think that's good, and I don't think that that's something I'm personally convicted by, and maybe I should be, I don't know, but that's not where I'm at. I think it's fair for you to have your convictions and someone else to have theirs. Just because he's convicted about certain music doesn't mean you have to be. He might, his brain might be wired differently, or he might have a different past than you. Like, he could have came from a very different, like, he may have been living his life very differently before knowing God, and I don't know this person at all, so, like, I have no idea, but just... I would say I grew up knowing who Christ was for a majority of my life, but I didn't really start changing the music I listened to until the past six months, maybe the last year. So would you say that it really is just kind of a reflection of your own convictions? Because I know there are certain times that I am desperate for worship music that I either I'm like really upset and like my mind's just not in a good place and I need that constant reminder or sometimes like I am so thankful and rejoiceful for what God is doing that I want to be actively praising him every second that I can but a lot of times like that's just not what I quote-unquote need not that I don't need to worship but I can pray listening to my favorite country artist in the background and it I don't know. I don't are you convicting yourself (laughs) yeah I feel like I'm convicting myself right now but I don't think that and maybe it's the music that I do listen to. Sometimes it is a little hood. Sorry. But sometimes it's just normal. Like, it's not a bad message or a good message. It's just neutral, if that makes sense. I don't know if anything that's not of God can be neutral. But for the sake of argument, let's say that it can be neutral. I listen to a lot of that. But I don't think it changes my heart or my mind most of the time. And so for me, I can get away with that. Because the spirit convicts different for everybody on things that aren't explicit in the Bible than maybe for someone else, say like your pastor, for example. So then what do you guys think about listening to music from artists who proclaim to either be like of the devil or satanic or listening to it? That's an immediate no for me. It's a no for me. 
okay, what about shopping at the stores that sell satanic apparel? Like, where do we draw the line? Is it a personal conviction? Like, one can be okay and one cannot be? I feel like, yes, it is a personal conviction. And I don't really know what specifically you're referencing in, like, for apparel. But, like, for me, like, I probably am not going to be influenced by seeing a shirt on a rack as much as I'm going to be hearing a three minutes of poor choices or bad words or whatever being played in my mind and maybe the tune's catchy and it continues to play in my mind for the rest of the day Mm -hmm. and I think that that's just a no and I don't want that to be in my brain there is a reason people start putting scripture to music and that's because songs are easier to remember Mm -hmm. that's true I'm teaching the preamble to the constitution (laughs) today and none of those kids knew it. I think I could sing it to you right now. <laughs> should we? Should we? No, should we that should be not. A, no. Let me tell you about the Constitution. Please don't. But music just does something to our brain. There's a wiring that I don't know why our brains pick up music and lyrics to music. Like if it goes to a certain tune, you may hear a song once and be able to sing part of it, like off the bat. Or even if you'd never listened to the song before, just by hearing a few versus like you can start picking up on like what the next words are going to be and so I think while shopping in stores that do support those things can be controversial I don't think it's as influential on me personally as a song would be and I think there's some some science that goes into like how music affects the brain and how the media that you take in whether it's music or movies or whatever like it does something to to what's going on in your mind it's more than just hearing it once and moving on i mean yeah like i know that there's has been like imaging done on the brain that like certain parts of your brains light up to different songs and different musics and because they make you feel and think think certain things so yeah there definitely is a a science to it so would y'all say that it's less about the artist and more about like the heart of it yeah i think so i heard that people say that they don't listen to certain artists or shop at certain stores because they don't want their their dollar to support that company or that business or whatever they're about and I I don't really like think that that's wrong necessarily but I think that like my three cents going to them on Spotify isn't gonna really change the world in that sense but I think it's more about like what it's doing to me. So do you think as Christians it's important for us to be able to separate the artist from the art? If the art is glorifying to God, obviously if we're listening to artists who like actively support the church of the devil, we shouldn't probably buy into any sort of music that they're listening to. But what if it's just a normal person who happens to make music that's glorifying to God? I'm a normal person and I glorify God and I sin, so I don't how mean, is that okay, different? Okay, maybe normal is not correct. I'm talking about those few controversial churches who put out bangers. For worship music. Like, is it okay for us to be listening to them and supporting their music? I think absolutely it is because I support my pastor. He gets on the platform every single week and he sins in his private life all the time. And I don't think it's, like, dramatic, hopefully. I mean, I can't tell you what goes on behind closed doors, but I think that there's not a a perfect artist other than God. And so if what you're putting out is glorifying to God, I'm not going to be elevating your sin by 
listening to it or using it as a tool to also glorify God. As long as it's you know, not saying something unbiblical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that I like to do or that I've started doing recently is I won't sing a song until I've looked at all the lyrics first. Like, I won't just listen to it and decide I like it. I want to see the lyrics and like find, if it's a worship song, I want to see it somewhere throughout scripture. I want to see that it's reflective of what the Bible says. Yeah, that's good. Very recently, we have... Actually, we talked about it a long time ago, and it got brought, brought back up recently, about that <clears throat> one worship song that has, like, a cuss word in it. Do y'all remember this discussion at all? Mm-hmm. Yes. Where does where does that fall? Because 99.9% of that song, like, can bring people to their knees and be very, like... I cried. Yeah. yeah it's very convicting. But it says a bad word. So... Is there a time and a place for it? Or as Christians, do we need to kind of cut it out completely? Because it's not a perfect representation of what God wants for us. I don't know if I would call it a worship song. I think corporately there is absolutely no time or place for it. Mm -hmm. I would agree. What if I wanted to sing it as a special though? Because it had convicted me. Sing it in a special in your car. (laughs) Use the edited version. (laughs) The clean version. Okay. Like, is that just like the simple answer? Am I overthinking this? No, I probably still want to present that to the church, period. Should I put it in my Jesus Jams playlist? Does anybody listen to that playlist but you? I mean, I listen to it. I might have shared it with Allison or... I don't know. Or my other friends, but it's not like... I'm not sharing it with my church and saying, hey, these are all the songs that I have given the checklist to. They're songs that... For me, like, I get to have a good experience with the Lord. I'm going to stick with, I wouldn't call it a worship song. And I'm going to say that because there's this country song right now that I like. And it's in no way a worship song. But it ta- it's talking about two people getting married and how he knows she's the one because she loves God more than him. And I think that is very scripturally accurate of how, like, your future wife should be or your future husband should be. But it's not something that I would want to sing in church. About- Just like Creed. People like to give them a... A biblical basis but I don't know if that a is true or B is like an appropriate worship song quote-unquote okay well what about the other worship song that we have sung in church but is a hot topic because it has one word that people feel is very controversial and it's reckless like can we call God reckless and can we call God's love reckless I mean, by, like, our earthly definitions, him leaving the majority for the one would be reckless, but it feels icky to call God that. So should we take those out of our worship sets because the one word is wrong? I don't feel icky. You don't feel icky? No, we sang that song at church, like, a month ago. We sang, like, every other Wednesday night. Like, I don't, I, (laughs) on record, I don't feel icky about it, but I do know that it is something that some people like to shy away from. And I understand their viewpoint, but, I mean, we know he's not reckless. And we know he knows what he's doing when he does something that we may view as reckless. So that just puts comfort in my mind. I don't think it's the same, the same as what we were discussing anyways. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's this, I think it's a a nice little rabbit trail that yeah, I went sure. on. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, I don't equate them as, as the same. I think my view on it just opens up almost every other song to question because I my answer to what I think about that song is I think it's up to your interpretation. Yeah. The way you interpret it could be completely different than what how I interpret it. And maybe the artist has come out and, like, given a statement on how he intended that to be. If he has, I haven't seen it. But I think the English language 
so many words have different meanings and the way figurative language is used there are so many meanings that like we can never be for sure unless someone says what I meant by this was and so just because that song is up for interpretation going back to the original song we were thinking about I don't equate those as the same just because we were talking about the original song having like oh like a bad word like a cuss word and I don't want to say like cussing is up for interpretation it kind of is but I don't feel like it's meant in the house of the Lord I also think that the Bible speaks to like not offending your brother and if there's something that's offensive to him like just don't do it Mm mm-hmm And so maybe, I would say definitely in the case of the cussing song, but maybe even in the case of the reckless song, like maybe it's just not even worth fighting about if it doesn't compute in somebody else's brain. Like there's a bajillion other songs out there that we could put in the set list. Yeah. Even though I do like that song and I would sing it at the top of my lungs. Maybe it's not worth the battle. Sometimes it's just not worth the battle. <laughs> yeah, not me. My favorite thing is to die on hills that Kylie I have no business dying on. <laughs> but I, not to just talk about that song. I do love it, and to kind of go off of what Matt was saying, I think it's so cool how that word can provide comfort. Like I love by all accounts. If you think about the song and the lyrics of that song and what God is doing, that sounds pretty reckless to me. But God is so big and so powerful and so, like, all-consuming that our puny little word is as close as we can get to the magnificence of who God is. And I take a lot of comfort in knowing that I serve an undescribable God. Like, I don't serve a tiny God. I serve a God that supersedes all known of my language. Maybe one day we'll we'll have the the right words. Today's not that day, though. There's another kind of off-topic, sort of on-topic, off-topic thing, but, like, does anybody else hate how often awesome is used? And then you go see it in the scripture and it says, like, it's, he's an awesome God. And it just doesn't seem like it hits like it's supposed to. There was a teacher <laughs> that we had, and she hated when we said that something was awesome. That was a hill she was very willing to die on. That to word the fourth grade was, class That church. word was only reserved for God. Like, that <laughs> awesome, only God, nothing else. She got my day, my head. not awesome someone else who was also in the church and that was like a huge thing for him and he hated hearing us say awesome that if it truly does not inspire awe to you you have no business using it and that he would critique our millennial and gen z language that we were not intelligent enough to come up with something other than awesome i'm offended he had like a whole wednesday night sermon on it it was when i had first started going to this church and i was like dang like tuttle is not teaching me big words (laughs) i need to talk to my ela teacher (laughs) but i think about it all the time now whenever i see that word and i say that word i'm like awesome i'm like no you're not you don't lie (laughs) but yeah god should inspire awe in us and we should hold that word in higher reverence than what we do I will say I don't use it as much. I feel like that was just a fourth grade word for me, you know? Mm-hmm. That was just my regular vocabulary in those days. Like, yeah. that's just, I don't really use that word anymore anyways, but... Okay, so it wasn't just my <laughs> rural education show. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, this has been a good, unprompted episode of Friends Mic'd Up. Thanks to Matt for joining us yeah. today. No Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll have you on again. Our first guest star. Yeah, but wow. if you guys have any questions about anything that we've said or 
um, maybe where we draw the line with media consumption or what we think about a certain topic as far as bad spirits or demons or whatever, like definitely write in, send us the email. You can find us on all of our social medias. We want to answer your questions maybe on the next one, but that's all we've got for tonight. Thank you all for, for uh, tuning in. See you next week.